Hey friends, welcome to the Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things podcast, a podcast that's not about growing marijuana or gardening, but is about living in radical faith and full submission to God. I'm sure glad you're here. The Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things podcast is hosted by me, Connie Lawson, and airs Mondays and Fridays on your favorite podcasting platform. Be sure to check me out on social media, both Instagram and Facebook at Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things. You can also go to our website at blog.weedseedsandbeautifulthings.com to leave your prayer requests or a comment and to read our blog whenever I write one, which is not very frequently because speaking is my jam, not writing. Anyway, I'm so glad you're here. Let's get this show started. Hey friends, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Connie, and I'm so glad you're here. Today, I want to share something that the Lord has very recently brought to the front of my mind. He has spoken to me about something that I know he's been working in my heart about and kind of trying to bring me to the place where I could accept this truth and getting me far enough along to where it would be beneficial and not crush me. And so I wanted to share with you what he told me. I want to start off by asking you a question. If you look over your life right now, is there a a sense of just a reoccurring disappointment that you feel like you face and you just can't figure out why this type of thing or a particular um, circumstance, like you keep, it keeps happening. You keep running into it. You can't seem to avoid a situation where it doesn't ultimately end in this particular way. Now, if that doesn't make much sense, maybe it does. Let me give you a little bit of an example. Like, do you constantly run into relationships with people that you're trying to, you know, have a friend relationship with or a close, um, intimate relationship with, and for some reason it keeps ending in uh, some form of disappointment. And the disappointment that you run into just kind of echoes as the same type of situation over and over and over again. Or maybe it's a job um, situation where you find yourself in something that you think in, in all reality you should love and should be fulfilling, but things keep happening repeatedly in your life around the same type of disappointment and, and it doesn't ever seem to go as planned. Well, for me, that has been something that I have consistently struggled with is this reoccurring disappointment. And my particular disappointment has been surrounding the idea of, of opportunity or of getting out into ministry, getting my story out, getting um, my platform to, uh, you know, be enlarged, getting um, asked to come and speak at different events. And so I've made different uh, attempts to do certain things and I've had different opportunities, but ultimately very few of them have come to fruition. And I have over the course of a number of years, um, specifically more kind of consciously aware, probably in the last year, year and a half, but it's been just this problem. And I, for a long time, would 
I suppose the right term would be blame. I would blame either the Lord for not giving me opportunities or I would be very hard on myself and I would look at the situation and there would be difficulty as I would try to step out and do what I felt like the Lord was calling me to do, which in my situation is speaking about him and about what he's done in my life. And as I would do that, I would face normal opposition. I say normal because any time that we do what we're called to do by the Lord or we pursue something that will ultimately be for our better, we run into opposition because the good in life uh, isn't free. The good in life doesn't come without a cost. And so as I would venture out and I would be met with opposition, I would just decide internally and I would make a pretty good argument about it. Um, you know, well, this is happening and this person isn't being kind and, you know, this is a problem and I don't know how to deal with this. And so ultimately I would uh, walk away in some way, shape or form from the obligation or from the opportunity. And I would be thinking that I was handling it right because of being met with opposition. And it's been over a steady period of, I would say, at least a year where I haven't been um, consciously working on accepting the fact that I shut down my own opportunities, but I have been coming more and more and more to terms with realizing that my insecurities inside of myself even though a majority of the insecurities that I have, a majority of the brokenness that I have is caused by things that were done to me when I was in the formative years of my life, meaning when I was very young, when I was a, a small child, a lot of the things that have made me the adult with the adult struggles that I have were things that were done to me when I was very young and vulnerable, but that doesn't take away my responsibility as an adult and as an adult that loves the Lord to have to deal with these things, to have to face them, to have to look at them, and to have to accept the responsibility, my responsibility, to overcome the things that I've learned, the things that have been um, done to me in a traumatizing way when I was younger. And so the Lord has been very gracious in bringing this very slowly in, in a way that I could handle, in a way that, again, as I said, wouldn't destroy me, but that I would be mature enough to handle it. And so I've had an opportunity, well, I actually have it, it's coming up here very soon, where I have the opportunity to... Um, get signed on as a speaker for a nonprofit ministry organization. It's not final yet, but it's in the works of happening. And all along the way, there has been different opposition. And I won't go into any details of what that has been, but I will say that I reached a point a couple nights ago where I was considering just being done with it because you know, it was just becoming long and hard and frustrating. And um, I just had all of these good reasons inside of my mind to 
decided that, yeah, this wasn't going to work out. It wasn't worth doing. And I started to pray and I reached out and I talked to my mom. And, and this is another reason why I always say, if you can find someone that you can bounce ideas off of that will support you, not someone that shoves their opinion down your throat, but someone that prayerfully and, um, has wisdom, not just knowledge, but actual wisdom. And you know that they care about you, but they, they will perfectly help you come to an understanding of what's the best for you to do in a given situation. And I know that sometimes those people aren't available to us and that is very painful, but I don't believe that there will never be a person for you. I think we go through seasons where maybe we're alone in the sense of human relationships and contacts and everything, but it won't always be that way. And so I would encourage you, if you're like, Connie, I don't have anyone, to cling to Jesus, um, to depend on him, and to wait because and pray because he has somebody for you because that's how he made us. He made us to be in community and in fellowship. But back to my point, I reached out to my mom. I told her I'm just very frustrated. I'm having... Um, trouble. One of the things I have to do for this specific organization is essentially memorize an eight page speech that I wrote and it's my story. But for some reason, I'm just having trouble memorizing it. And so I was just, again, ready to be done, walk away from it. You know, this is too much trouble, too much opposition. It's taken too long. You know, surely this isn't from the Lord. And she encouraged me not to do anything immediately, to take some time and to pray about it and to tell the Lord the things that I was feeling and the things that I was concerned about. And so I agreed to do that. I got off the phone with her and I felt frustrated, like, okay, well, this is what I always do. And and I'm, I mean, I'm a seasoned Christian and here's evidence that You know, it's hard when we have baggage and brokenness to realize that the truth of God is always the truth of God and that um, even when we don't anticipate him being there for us, even when we don't anticipate him showing up again, or we think he's not going to answer, this is just whatever, silly, stupid, dumb, makes no sense, um, The truth of God is still the truth of God, and God doesn't change. His character and who he is remains the same. We change. And so I started praying, and I honestly felt a little bit um, gruff beginning, just kind of like, you know, okay, here I go. And as I started to pray, it was like he began to unveil my eyes. And I started praying, and my initial prayer was, you know, this is frustrating. I never hear back. I can't memorize this speech. I've prayed and I've asked you to help me and you haven't, you know, just, I just think this isn't from you because, and it was like, as I prayed, it was just the act of, even though my feelings weren't right, they weren't based in truth. They weren't based in faith. Even, and even though my attitude was a little bit icky, and um, self-centered and woe is me, the Lord met my obedience to wait to respond to cancel 
to follow the wisdom of, from my mom and just to pray. And he honored that and he showed up and he began to unveil my eyes in a very real way. And he told me, he said, Connie, I love you, but you do this all the time. He said, uh, I've given you lots of opportunities. And because of your brokenness, because of your fear of rejection, your fear of being let down, your fear of embarrassment, your fear of something not working out, you find a way to cancel the opportunity before it has the chance to come to fruition. He said, you don't even give me the chance to shut something down because every opportunity I give you, you're subconsciously working to prove that you're always going to be unwanted and forgotten and not seen and not used. That's some pretty vulnerable stuff to share. And maybe it uh, does or doesn't kind of, um, you know, meet you in a place where you're at. But this podcast is to shine a light on us as people and the struggles we have. And I just find it really hard to believe that I would be the only person out there in the world today that has emotional issues, emotional strongholds, and past baggage that constantly wrestles against my new nature um, to keep me from moving forward. And so for the person that this resonates with, I want you to hear that the way the Lord spoke to me wasn't in a in a place or a way of condemnation. It was in a very clear, straightforward way, but it was full of love. And I was ready to accept it. And then I was able to look over my life and quite a few things very recently and realize that I really had sabotaged myself in order to protect myself many different times. My fear inside of myself of being rejected, my fear of being forgotten, my fear of not being enough and having no value and no worth is so deeply rooted in who I am that I live my life 90% of the time probably not realizing it, but I'm sabotaging myself. Because when we're broken and all we know is brokenness, we go to great lengths by nature, by by, um, just sheer second nature. That's just what we do. Like a, like an army uh, person that's in combat that they train and they train so hard for such terrible, terrible things that they know, their brains know how to just react. Their bodies know how to react when their brains can't think. So it's just this knee jerk reaction. And I live my life a lot of the time sabotaging myself in order to protect myself. When the Lord speaks, he speaks with freedom. He doesn't speak in a way that condemns because the Lord's goal is not to dig a hole for you and hand you the shotgun. 
(laughs) No, that's Satan's goal. The Lord's goal is he wants you to see the pit that you're in, but he wants you to take his hand so you can get out. I often wrestle with what to say on this show because it's not because there's not anything there. It's because it's so deep. And I guess probably, and I don't mean so deep as I'm so wise. I mean, it's so deep as in it's so personal. It's so tied to the part of me that I want to protect. And I think that I've been struggling lately with the podcast so much because again, it's this ingrained idea, this, this thing that I do that I go to great lengths to protect myself. And the beautiful thing is, is that the Lord, as he works on me and as he works on you and as you submit to his authority in your life, and authority is so much more than somebody telling you what to do or, or telling you what not to do. It's, it's a safe boundary. It's a protective barrier. It's somebody that is that is perfect, that is sovereign, that is in control of everything, that has your back. And not just your back, but your front, your sides, your underneath, your soft underbelly, all of you. And and so as you submit to the wonderful protection of the Lord, his authority in your life, he begins to unveil your eyes. And when the Lord unveils your eyes, it brings a sense of a washing. Again, it was like another thing, okay, I can let this go. And so, of course, when he spoke that to my heart, to my spirit, I was like, you're right. This is what I do. Now show me how to start doing different. And the Lord was like, okay, well, here's what you do. You do this interview and you do the best you can. You pray about it as you have been. You trust me to give you the words for the speech or to let you fall. And you allow me to either let you be given this opportunity and bless you in it, or you allow me to shut it down. But you don't be the one that cancels things anymore. You don't be the one that walks away because you're afraid of not being the best at something. You don't protect yourself for the sake of protecting your dignity. Connie, you trust me enough to be the one that will protect your dignity. And the final thing was him speaking to me that my dignity with him is never in question. That is just simply not an option. And friend, that's what I want to express to you. You don't have to protect yourself by sabotaging yourself because you're afraid of being hurt. Because if you belong to Jesus, your worth and your value are not up for question. And yes, it is hard to live in a world where people are unkind and people do insensitive things and people are ignorant and people are mean and people work against you. But the relationship and the security and the dignity that you can have with the Lord that is not movable is a real thing. Just as living with people that 
do and don't meet our expectations is a real thing. This relationship with Jesus that is life-changing is a real thing. Is it hard to sometimes just have Jesus? Yes. Sometimes it feels like you're still lonely. Sometimes it feels like it's not enough. But then there are other times where in the midst of pain and suffering, I have felt the greatest love and seen the greatest movement on my behalf that I've ever experienced. I've had the deepest connection ever in my life with Jesus, so much deeper than any human. I have witnessed him working for me in the wee hours of the morning, in the late nights, in the sickness, in the hospital, in the by the graveside, at the dinner with the friend, in the happy time. There is something so very real and precious about the relationship that Jesus wants to have with you, and it really does help you live your life. It really does meet your needs. It's not just this pie-in-the-sky fairy tale that us Christians like to tell that sounds too good to be true because it is. A relationship with Jesus is the only thing that sounds too good to be true, but it is true. And I want to encourage you, bear your soul to the Lord. Show him those places that you don't want anyone to see, especially not yourself. Ask him to show you where you are protecting yourself instead of accepting his true healing. Ask him to show you what you need to do to begin to heal. And then be prepared to act on what he says, knowing that he may very well call you to the painful place you're trying to escape because he wants you to see that this place was never in control. This place never had any say over your worth or your value. This place and these people could never stop you. He may be bringing you back to the same thing over and over and over again because you keep running and he wants you to go through it with him so that you can see you really never had anything to worry about. If you don't know Jesus, you are missing out. There is no other way to say that. He is the only way, the only truth, and the only light. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him will not perish but have everlasting life. And he so loved you that he endured the cross. He wants to have a relationship with you. He wants to speak truth to you. He wants to carry you through every situation that you face. And he wants to bestow his great blessings on you. If you don't know Jesus, really consider if you should. Because I know that you should. And you don't have to fix yourself up. You don't have to be a better person. You can come as you are. All that you need to do is believe and ask him to come into your heart. Be sure to reach out if you have any prayer requests or comments or questions or concerns. If you know someone that would be a good guest for the show, 
or if you think you would be a good guest for the show, be sure to reach out on the Contact Me tab at blog.weedseedsandbeautifulthings.com or you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things. Be sure to like, share, comment, and subscribe to this podcast and tell your family and friends. It is a blessing to meet with you. You all are sharpening me just as I hope and pray that I am sharpening you. We don't know each other personally, but you are very special and dear. I hope you have a great week and I will see you again next time.